Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Real Story of Wu Zetian's Right-Hand Woman Written by Mao Ming Published in Sixth Tone Read for you by Kaiser Guo. When the Shanxi Archaeological Museum opened to visitors earlier this year, its biggest draw proved to be a thousand-year-old tombstone. Made of limestone, the square tablet measured 74 centimeters wide and 15.5 centimeters thick, and is decorated with delicate carvings of peonies, honeysuckle, and animals considered auspicious in Chinese culture, all surrounding a 982-character epitaph. Of course, the real draw isn't the faded engravings, but the person it was carved to commemorate, Shang Guanwar, a 7th-century politician, poet, imperial advisor, and one of the preeminent women in Chinese history. Though her ancestral home was in northwestern China, Shang Guanwar was born in AD 664 in Shanzhou, in what is today the central province of Henan. According to legend, her mother, Lady Zheng, had a dream just as she was about to give birth. In it, a giant handed Lady Zheng a scale, saying, Hold this, and take the measure of the world's scholars. Lady Zheng believed the dream augured a son of extraordinary talents. She ended up with a daughter instead, one who would nevertheless grow to become the weight against which all other scholars and literati were measured. Before she was old enough to walk, both Shang Guanwar's grandfather, a high-ranking official in the ruling Tang dynasty, and her father were persecuted and put to death by then-Empress Consort Wu Zetian. In a twist of fate, however, Shang Guanwar caught Wu's eye a decade later. The empress took the young Shang Guan under her wing, placing the then-teenager under her desk during important meetings so she could record the proceedings. As Wu's power grew, she made Shang Guanwar the head of her collection of female officials. In this role, she drafted imperial edicts and participated in military and state affairs. Shang Guanwar thrived in Wu's court, assisting the empress in paying homage atop the sacred mountain of Sungshan, in conquering the western Turks, and in quelling the restive Khitan tribes, all while making a name for herself as a poet. The era that allowed Shang Guanwar and other women to rise to the status of prime minister was in many ways an unprecedented one in Chinese history. Wu Zetian held the reins of supreme power for nearly 50 years, from 656 to 705. Her daughter, the Princess Taiping, also wielded immense influence over the state. Murals found in the tombs of Wu Zetian's granddaughters, Princess Yongtai 
Princess Fangling, and Princess Xincheng, offer evidence that noble ladies of the time often went on walks, sang and danced outside, hunted, ran, and played polo. They occasionally put up their hair in buns, wore buyao crowns, and bared their breasts. Sometimes they donned hufu, non-Han Chinese attire with narrow-fitting sleeves and paraded as young boys. They would drink and pen poetry in restaurants, or accompany their fathers and brothers to frontier fortresses, all activities unimaginable to the typical noblewomen of the later Song, Ming, and Qing dynasties. Regrettably, later generations of male scholars rarely credited Shangguan Wan'er for her resourcefulness or talent, instead zeroing in on her gender to tell lurid tales of palace intrigue and promiscuity. She was depicted as licentious, with some speculating she shared lovers with Wu Zetian. Modern adaptations emphasize her good looks. In movies and on television, she is unfailingly portrayed as a great beauty. In the popular mobile game Honor of Kings, she wears knee-high boots and a skin-tight onesie that would make Black Widow blush. Then there are the tortured readings of her relationship with Princess Taiping, with popular writers dissecting the ties between these two powerful, similarly-aged women to declare they hated each other and that the princess was ultimately responsible for ordering Shangguan Wan'er's death. It wasn't until the discovery of her tomb nine years ago that the historical Shangguan Wan'er has gradually begun to re-emerge in the public consciousness. In June 2013, a large tomb was uncovered near Xianyang Airport in the Shanxi provincial capital of Xi'an. Excavation officially began that August. The tomb, which was 36.5 meters long and 10.1 meters deep, consisted of passages, five Tianjin-enclosed courtyards, five overhead halls, four niches, tunnels, and a burial chamber. The nine seal characters on the tablet told archaeologists everything they needed to know. This, at last, was the resting place of Shangguan Wan'er. The excavation team was thrilled, but their joy soon turned to disappointment as they discovered that the burial chamber had been completely emptied of all its burial objects. There was no trace of a coffin or any bones. The current consensus is that this was the work of an imperial decree, an official desecration rather than grave robbery, and was carried out not long after Shangguan Wan'er's burial. That the final years of Shangguan Wan'er's life were tumultuous was no secret, and her grandson Li Longji's ascension to the throne as Emperor Xuanzong in 712 were treacherous. When Wu Zetian's third son, Emperor Zhongzong, died in 710, after just five years on the throne, rumors swirled that he had been poisoned by his wife, the Empress Wei. Shangguan Wan'er was popularly believed to have sided with the Empress and her daughter, Princess Anle, before being killed when Li Longji executed a coup a few weeks later. Her tombstone tells a very different story. After Emperor Zhongzong ascended to the throne, Shangguan Wan'er apparently advised him on four separate occasions to keep Queen Wei and Princess Anle from seizing power. She tried laying out charges, resigning from her post, shaving her head, and drinking poison, 
The last act nearly killed her, but Emperor Zhongzong sought out famous doctors to bring her back from the brink of death. It would seem that far from being Empress Wei's political ally, Shangguan Wei'er was actually her mortal enemy. Given that fact, it's unclear why Li Longji had Shangguan Wei'er killed. Some say that Li Longji wanted to stamp out the power that women had held since Wu Zetian's time. Others believed he wanted to weaken Princess Taiping and clear the way for his own ascension. Speculation can be fun, but the narrative etched into Shangguan Wan'er's tombstone is ultimately silent on these historical issues. It does, however, offer a definitive and surprising new look at another important part of her life, her relationship with Princess Taiping. Following Li Longji's coup, his father, Wu Zetian's fourth son, Li Dan, briefly took the throne as Emperor Reizong and ushered in a period of stability. It was then that Princess Taiping financed Shangguan Wan'er's burial and commissioned an epitaph praising her talent, wisdom, and virtue. It would seem that instead of enemies, the pair were closer than many popular tellings of Chinese history would have you believe. Two years later, in 712, Li Longji led another coup, forcing Emperor Reizong to abdicate, killing Princess Taiping and her party, and naming himself the seventh emperor of the Tang dynasty. Archaeologists like Li Ming, who led the excavation of Shangguan Wan'er's tomb, believe that the site was desecrated after Li Longji's ascension to the throne and her legacy smeared in the dynasty's official history. It's hard to say for certain where the truth lies in all of this, but the tombstone currently on display in Shanxi offers a rare glimpse at a different side of Shangguan Wan'er. Her story is complicated, and she was certainly no stranger to the palace intrigue that ultimately claimed her life. But one thing is certain. She is far more than the bewitching beauty found in popular history books and on TV. Translated by Catherine Xie. Editors Wu Haiyun and Kellen O'Donnell.